0: And we are here at the post show. Welcome to the post show, everybody! The post
1: show, everybody! Because
0: you know the post show is what we're here to do. What are you drinking? there? Oh, you still drinking the the French hens, huh? Yes. Are you gonna have anything else? Or are you done? I'm
1: probably gonna have a little bit of the fort.
0: Okay. Then I will. Uh, I'll wait till you're done before I pour myself okay. so some fort. Um, stuff. Things. We
1: should probably do Amazon uh, Anonymous first because we all we have that oh. all prepared and ready to go. Okay one thing is we noticed as we were doing this and we're not going to necessarily pull anything from, from this person, but somebody is buying, uh, looks like a lot of led stuff, which we imagine is for some sort of uh holiday display. Yeah.
0: They, they bought, you know, like let's see 16 feet of warm white led strips. These flexible strips that you kind of, um, actually they bought two different kinds. They bought, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I was going somewhere. But yeah. I'm lot. They bought the the case, the power supply. They're really uh, working on some some LED lighting. You, you know, it might not be Christmas. You, this this would make good, like, under-the-cabinet lighting. Sure. And stuff like that as well.
1: There, there's lots of things you use it for. Just, it just immediately points, popped into our minds, I yeah. think, uh, was was Christmas.
0: Price point's pretty good. I yeah. mean, he bought all this uh, stuff for... Less than 150 bucks, probably, I'm just estimating, looking yeah. at like eight items, but um,
1: actually, yeah, if we say 20, 20, 40, uh, 20, yeah, so less than, really, is is less than $100. The,
0: the recessed uh, double, one gang wall mount uh, outlet thing, either, you know, that was someone else, oh, someone bought some TV mounting stuff, okay, so that's not the same purchaser. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Well, right. That makes more sense to go with the TV mount than the LED stuff. All right. But,
1: uh... But, like, okay, so there are two of these LED strips, two of the... Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think the thing right underneath it, which I thought was going to be, like, the outlet for his lighting project was or her. probably... Or her. Her, yes. For their lighting project is much more likely... To be for the guy who's mounting the t- but the, the person mounting the TV,
1: but that's not our Amazon anonymous picks. No. I well, first of all, I want to I want somebody picked a uh, more pro five eight nine eight stainless steel baster. Uh, I would like to um, say, uh, from what I have learned, I don't think basting is a good idea if you're going to use it for basting. Now you can use it for a lot of things. But basting mm-hmm. itself is not a good idea because you're basting the skin and the skin is waterproof anyway. So it doesn't really do anything. It just makes the, the turkey golden uh, brown. Golden, it, it, I mean, you can make the turkey golden brown a lot of other ways. And uh, you don't have to do it this way. And it also makes it cook slower. So, but basting, a uh, baster is a good tool. As long as you don't use it for basting. And <clears throat> the other thing, that my, the purchase that I that I wanted to uh, pick out was the Kluber Isoflex Topaz NB-52, NB-52 Grease Ski-Doo <laughs> Snowmobile Sea-Doo ATV Bombardier 50 uh, GM Syringe. <laughs> so this has so nothing to do.
0: It's a syringe loaded with grease with 50 mil- milliliters of grease. Yeah. For a snowmobile.
1: For a snowmobile. But it's it's a syringe as opposed to anything a else. Tube. Yeah. It's 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 not a snowmobile itself, it's simply a syringe filled with grease. Um intended for a snowmobile, but who knows what you could use that for? I mean, hey, I can think of a lot of things you could use a a syringe full of grease for.
0: So <laughs> maybe the same things you could use a baser for.
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: All right. I'm gonna go with this is fun. Someone bought some fishing books, and I like the name of this one. It's the Orvis Streamside Guide to Trout Foods in Their Imitations. Oh. Flex-bound. Uh Flexbound. Ever, every fly fisher would agree that knowing your mayflies from your stoneflies is strongly correlated with a successful day on the water.
1: Every fly fisher should know this.
0: The knowledge is vital because, as author Tim Rosenbauer notes, trout are shy and careful and can be fussy about what they eat. In addition, they won't hesitate to swim away and leave a meal if they feel threatened. Gets uh, four and a half stars out of five. Five customer reviews. This is the kind of thing where I think we need to dig into the customer reviews. This is a good book for anyone curious about aquatic stream insects. Pictures are great for simple identification. Obviously, extremely handy for any fly tiers.
1: Okay. What makes it easier to catch trout? Period, or as they would say, <laughs> across the pond, full stop. Incredibly helpful. This book gave me a few new tools to decide which fly to cast at a given time. Definitely a book any discerning angler should read. Jeff?
0: Orvis' Streamside Guide to Trout Food and imitations Oh, that's the title. It's just... <laughs>
1: Not, you know, not a very descriptive title <laughs> to your review. But okay. Yeah,
0: I liked your full stop period part better. <laughs> um, I borrowed this from the library. Wait, why is he reviewing a library book, Slacker? Uh, all right, next person. Uh, oh, good book. Excellent reference book.
1: All right, and final review five stars. Very informative. <laughs> all right. Not a very informative review. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not at all but uh, thank you for the, per- the person maybe someone's buying a bunch of trout books for uh, the trout fishermen in their life for Christmas. maybe
1: someone is buying a-, a TV to watch trout shows and a whole bunch of LED stuff so he can try to and waterproof uh-huh. stuff so he can try to get trout and then trout books to try to uh, then catch yes. them that that makes a lot of sense and all then right. a, a sea uh grease so he can grease up his sea dew uh, as he runs around the trout stream, <laughs> the trout stream.
0: <laughs> you can take snowmobiles on water, right? Because,
1: sure. well, he, I mean, a do is also, is a jet ski. Too, oh, jet right?
0: ski. Yeah. Oh, that says CD. I was, yeah. I was thinking, um, the snowmobile, but yeah, it's a jet ski. Duh. One more item I want to mention here. Someone bought a stainless steel growler, 64 ounces. Uh, it's a different brand than I'm, that I've seen before. This is the lifeline 7,500 silver stainless steel growler, uh, Thirty-three ninety-nine. so it's still pricey. It's a little bit cheaper than some of the other ones. Uh, double wall technology, lightweight, 18.8 stainless steel. I'd have to see exactly how it compares, but I think it's slightly lighter than some of the other growlers. And it gets uh, 381 customer reviews with four and a half, so I don't think we can read every one Mm-mm. of those. And they don't sound as exciting as a trout insect book anyway.
1: Well, let's move on then. Yes. First of all, it's get some fort. What do you say? More fort. More, more fort, fort. More fort. fort.
0: Did you see the story about ad networks using uh, ultrasonic sounds to link your tablets and your phones to your browser? So no, like, but... Uh, kind of like a super cookie type thing?
1: Huh. What is interesting to me is... Um, Damon recently bought a Raspberry Pi. He was He was thinking about doing something for... His uh he 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 has he loves the Soho pictures and he wants to make, make like a picture frame that constantly updates him with the picture of the sun. Okay. It's, it's a cool idea. Right, right. But you know, it takes some programming. But then he, he found something else online where it was something where you could attach a Raspberry Pi to your network. Oh, pie hole. Yeah. And then not have any ads.
0: Yeah, I mean actually I have something I have something similar installed here, but I don't pay much attention to it uh, and I've been seeing ads, so it might not be working. It's a DNS black hole. So, there's places you can download black hole lists of ad networks. So, you know, like Mm ads.google.com and doubleclick.com and stuff like that. And basically, you run a DNS server in your network, which uh, for many people, the router might already be doing. Mm -hmm. And basically, it sets up for any of these ad networks, instead of the real IP address it resolves to, it resolves to local host. So, when your web browser tries to connect to the host, it resolves the local host, gets a really fast connection refused, and d- doesn't show the ads. Mm-hmm. And PyHole Pi-hole, is that... <laughs> PyHole. It's a Raspberry Pi Black yeah. Hole. DNS Black Hole. So that's basically what it does. Now, I thought it was pretty simple, but J- Damien showed me a couple screenshots, and there's a a more interesting and better UI to it than I had anticipated. So it's uh probably more configurable than what I'm using. mm mm-hmm. And person who's running the stock firmware on their home router can't do what I'm doing anyway. So yeah, it's it's a neat solution uh, where it's really you already have ad blockers on your web browsers. Right. If you don't, download uBlock Origin, you'll love it. Um, but on mobile devices, up until recently, there was not ad blockers, and there's not any kind of good universal ad blocker. But if you do a DNS black hole on your home Wi-Fi, then your iPads and your phones, even if you don't use Safari and an ad blocker. I'm not going to get You can watch YouTube without commercials. Yeah. So.
1: Which is hard to do on, on, I mean, it's easy to do on your computer, but hard to do on your portable devices. Right. All right. So here's a question for you. Uh, first uh, so,
0: so we didn't really didn't talk about that. Yeah. I, so I want to talk about the, the ultrasonic thing. Just people okay, aware of okay. what's going on. I'm sorry. Good. So there's, um there's things like sideband attacks, like hacker type stuff, right? Where you can set up a microphone and like back in the day of the CRT monitor, you could listen to the sound of the mm-hmm. monitor and tell it was on the screen and stuff like that. Like if you're like really hardcore and have tons and tons of data and samples about it.
1: Reminds me of, I read that, um, the Russians apparently are using typewriters in, yeah. in their, in like their secret stuff so that you can't, they can't be intercepted like keyboards or anything else.
0: Right. That's interesting. Um, Another another thing of like a sidebound attack. They did this on fax machines. Like as the fax machines like drum is heating up, you know, kinda mm-hmm. kinda of, kind of, like a laser printer fax machine. They could take the sounds of the drum and figure out what was being printed. Like it was a really rough resolution, but like if you print if you made the analysis, you could kind of see like roughly like you could get data out of the fax. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fine resolution, you couldn't read everything But you could see stuff, it was really crazy Um, So this story is that So you might have your computer And your phone in the same room And you might be watching A flash ad that I didn't read the article super closely. I don't know how the microphone on the other guy is actually listening, mm-hmm. but like on your TV, a TV commercial might have some ultrasound in there. That if your phone is listening, we'll be like, "Yo, he's heard this ad. Let's give him some shit." And then also, computer to phone is like, "Oh, we know that um, white male, thirty-eight years old uses this computer, i.e., Greg." And then, oh. 39. 39 years old right right 39 <laughs> years old uh uses his computer IE yeah. Greg and then oh look we heard heard an ad from his cell phone so now we know this white male 39 is that white male 39 mm-hmm. it's kind of a super cookie where it's tying your mobile identity and your super desktop cookie. well super cookies are something else i be scared it, of super cookies it's it's a real term I'm I'm using it here but uh so, yeah, they're doing this crazy shit that's kind of linking...
1: Oh, I know, what super cookies. They're giant cookies that you... Yeah, giant Oreos. Like the ones you get from Giant Eagle. Yeah. Like, instead of a cake, you
0: can get your name birthday written on it, and that's a super cookie. a <laughs> super cookie. Now, su- uh, do you want me to talk about super cookies at all, or... Uh, no? Go ahead, yeah. So, a super cookie is kind of a more of a fingerprint. They will look at your... Like, all the headers of your browser, and, like, on a website... With, like, leaking from JavaScript, you can kind of get the plugins that are installed or the mm-hmm. order that the plugins are delivered type thing. And they're actually collecting all that information and fingerprinting you. It, it It's surprisingly accurate to tell that, you know, white male 39, mm-hmm. serial number 569381, they don't know it's Greg Weiss, but they, they know this white male 39 likes all this shit.
1: Right. Well, they know yeah. that they know, okay, white male 39, and so they have... A standard deviation for what that is, and they say okay, likes all these things, and they have a standard deviation for mm-hmm. those things, right. and they just do Fourier transform, and they say okay, sure. what what kind of waveform can we assign this person that makes sense right. for for these? But uh, the thing about
0: a super cookie is, it like clearing cookies, it's not an HTTP cookie, it's this finger browser fingerprint more so, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing. It's harder to get away from those browser fingerprints.
1: Yeah no, so it's like it's kind of like a MAC address in a way,
0: kind of yeah. I mean it's surprisingly, like the last when I heard about this, uh, talk about security now, and it's it's like, kind of like one in a hundred. So like, there's a group of a hundred white male Mm thirty nines, and you're in in that group. That's kind of like how good a super cookie is.
1: That's better than DNA. (laughs) DNA is is like one in, well. Okay, maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. But, like, with DNA testing, you could say that you are, out of 7 billion people, uh, only like 10,000 people should share this yeah. trait. But um, I'm kind of making
0: yeah. that number up. Yeah. I Don't quote me on the number, but, I mean, it's in the ballpark. It's in the order of mm-hmm. magnitude. It's less than 1,000, you know, where they're able to fingerprint you that way. Which is
1: kind of what the O.J. Simpson... I mean, so, DNA is great for, for crime things, but if you have a... a good enough uh, team you know if you pay enough for, for, for lawyers to mm-hmm. hit it then you can obviously make it work because you can say because cause that's what the that's one of the things that the OJ Simpson team does you don't see very often is they, they simply said okay look you, you have this DNA that you match to OJ but all you match were sort of these things and you could say that oh, this is one in 10,000 or whatever but that means that there are 4,000 people in the LA area right. that could have this not just OJ. How do you know it's not one of them? Right. And that's where a good lawyer comes in. <laughs> or a good team of lawyers. so gloves don't fit. Most acquit. <laughs> well, that was the other side. Of screw up. <laughs> uh, okay, so I did want to talk about... So, okay... I know some some people. I've been informed there are some people who who have a who to dis, dislike some of my physics things. First of all, I want to ask you if you have any questions, and I want to talk about something that is is physics but a different realm.
0: Um, so I'm wondering with, with this feedback, I have like three other things I'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do. We care if we do those before we get into the physics and kind of end with the physics. Is that okay?
1: Well, I didn't want it, my mm-hmm. thing is actually not about physics. Oh, okay. It's, it's about I don't have any questions. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about a, a, a concept of back. You're,
0: you're teaching me when I'm drunk, so you can imagine the retention's pretty low.
1: Right, but let's see. So I'm going for something a little bit more simple. Okay. What about E? E. What do you know about E?
0: E. Energy.
1: No. The num, the, the, oh, the other the one? The constant E. Ah, I
0: forgot everything I ever knew about E.
1: So I think it might be good to do a little, a little refresher okay. on E. Sure. I'd like to eventually sort of go over Euler's identity. Which is E to the pi i equals negative one.
0: E to the pi i, bitch. That
1: is considered to be one of the most beautiful equations in math, but if you don't understand what these what e to the pi and i mean, uh, then you don't understand why that's a very beautiful equals equation. Negative one? Mm-hmm. Alright. Or sometimes you see it written as e to the pi Okay. Let's start I off plus with one e. equals zero.
0: E is an irrational number. hmm Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Equal to about two point seven something.
0: About two point seven yeah. something. Is it a big two point seven or a small two point seven?
1: <laughs> it's bigger than most two point seven. So what do you mean is a big Well it's like two
0: point eight or is it two point two?
1: Oh uh or two point seven eight or
0: two point seven two? Uh I
1: I I think it's two point seven six but I, I, I don't okay. have to look So it
0: it's up. a it's a moderately big two point seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hey, you want questions? I'm just asking okay, questions. Yeah. Who knows if it's relevant? So what does, remind me what E represents.
1: So E is about growth. Growth. E is about how uh, something grows if, if, if it's continually growing. So it's like a parabola or something like that? Kind or? of. So the idea is, is, think about this. Think about, all right, so think about a bank account. Where you have, to start out, think about a bank account where you have, uh, you start out with zero, you enter, you put in a uh, hundred bucks, okay, mm-hmm. and then you have, let's say, uh, some. Uh,
0: so, like, you're talking about compound interest, is that it? They, have, yeah? It's, okay.
1: it, 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 the idea is compound interest. That's where e comes in.
0: Or, okay, so what, could we also use the acceleration due to gravity? You know, meters per second squared type thing.
1: Yeah, but let's let's okay. let, let let's go. Let, let's make it okay. smaller scale. Let's just think about a bank account because it's sort of easier to, to, to conceive the numbers. So let's okay. say this bank account earned some sort of interest. So you earn that interest and you get, uh, let's say, $120 after a year. That's some good okay. interest. All right.
0: Okay. So Can I put some money in that bank?
1: <laughs> so let's say at, – at, at, let me draw this uh, in, a, in a graph here. You start at zero. Uh, at uh, – at or you th- well, we're starting at zero for simplification. But then... Um, you start at
0: something larger than zero? A big zero?
1: Yeah, so let's start at 100 and let's consider that zero. All right. So after one year...
0: Okay, so T zero, time zero. So right, 100.
1: time zero. Time zero, you have 100. After uh, one year, you have 120, right? Okay. And after two years, you have... Uh, Twenty percent of that, which is—I'm um, not going to do the math, <laughs> even though I should be able to do the math—and I,
0: <laughs> hundred and forty something,
1: right? Okay, so th- so that would be sort of a steady kind of linear growth. Mm-hmm. But what if instead of it just being yearly attached, you were constantly adding the money? To make it to 120 the next time, and every little bit that was added was also gaining interest as well.
0: Right. So that's an a, integral that, That's compound right? interest. That's like an inter- You're talking about like integral in. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to make thing, it right?
1: simpler. I'm trying to make it simpler than, than going through integrals. The idea is that it just it's it's constantly growing, and the amount is constantly growing is based on. Yeah, okay. So so the that is what E is. E is is that proportion of how it grows.
0: Okay, so my first question is, you just picked uh, an interest rate of 20% or whatever, mm-hmm. but E is a constant. So I don't right. understand how you're using this interest thing, which is based on a rate, okay. compared to the constant. So you what mentions. you
1: can think of E is as E... you can think of e as being hmm, e to the r times t rate times time so the the time is 1 let's say and the rate is
0: 0.2 e to the r times t not right. e to the rt okay
1: right so that would mean that it would be e to the 0.2 times whatever your initial uh interest whatever your initial thing would be your rate of return
0: okay i'm still super lost why
1: i still don't understand what e is okay. why it's
0: a constant in this whole interest
1: problem um so maybe i'm not doing, doing the best job of describing this okay
0: i mean because the e sounds like one e, well, problem.
1: The the e represents that curve that you would see as you grow But
0: he's oh so so that curve is so it's like, a ratio of two point seven something to one or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Right. I I don't understand how that's a constant. I understand. Because, I understand the ratio part because it doesn't
1: I, matter what you start with. If you have this constant growth based on what you have and what you continue to have. And then what you and you add on what you gain from this, and then you, you 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 keep adding it, then you'll see a growth that matches e
0: So I'm still having a problem because okay. Okay. you have the interest rates that the bank assigns, yeah, you have a uh, universal constant here, which is e.
1: E is, I mean you're not're not,
0: not reducing the interest rate out yet I mean I haven't seen uh, you're not explaining to me how I'm how e is kind of inherent in this growth well because
1: I, like I said e equals r to, e to the r times t so if you had e, e to, to the, the rate e to the one would be or just regular plan on e would be like saying that uh, your rate times time is equal to one so that'd be saying that um your rate is hundred percent. Your growth rate is hundred percent. That would mean that your growth—oh,
0: so you—you don't just get two; you get two point seven because over the time you're getting less than two point seven at the beginning of t, and at the end of t, you're getting greater than two point seven, and it averages out to two point. Okay, yeah. So you need. So next time you explain this, talk more about the interval of t Mm -hmm. and how it's below the. Curve or below the line, below the average at the beginning, and above the average at the end. Okay, yeah. And e's e represents that curve where e represents
1: the lollipop guild.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> but no, okay.
0: So yeah. I I get it, right? Because, but but in this, for e to make sense, t is very important. Yeah, and and I was missing that. I was missing how with compound it all makes sense now you have a compound interest and on if you break t into days so you have 30 days mm-hmm. got 30 hash marks between t0 and t1 and then you look at the amount of interest bet- accrued between t0 the first hash mark and it's really low very low and then the next one is higher next one is higher next one is higher and once you get above the average, you're kind of making money, right? Mm-hmm. And then because the way I, I can kind of see, I don't have all the math right in front of me, but okay, I make sense where it's 2.7 instead of 2 mm-hmm. because you're compounding. Once you get above the average, you're compounding on that profit. Yep. And that gives building, you building, building. a 7.7 a 7 more than you would if you weren't doing compounds.
1: And you can sort of see as you, as you follow this through why this is a constant, but it's, it's not really special. It just... Happens to be the way things work. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, you know, okay. as long as you're adding numbers together, this is the way that the, you know, and you're simply adding numbers over time, you're measuring it this way, then E pops out. E okay. just sort of so falls So e is out this equation. ratio
0: of, it is an integral, right? Or it has to do with integrals, right? Or am I getting I mean, my physics wrong? Or wrong? I think, my I think wrong? You're, you're overdoing okay. it
1: because it wasn't originally defined in terms of integrals. Okay.
0: All right, so, okay, so you said e to the pi, i. Yeah,
1: well, I won't get into that right now. But mm-hmm. no, no, but I'm
0: kind of, So we have one ratio mm-hmm. here, 2.7 ratio of this thing. Pi is another ratio. Yep. So you can kind of see the magic of math and geometry uh-huh. saying how, like, these two ratios are kind of... If they, if they end up equaling minus one, there's some kind of linkage there. There's mm-hmm. some kind of... Pythagorean beauty.
1: It's e to the pi i,
0: right? What, so what's i again?
1: So i is is um, uh, the square root of negative one, and that's right. y- essentially what it's saying the the idea behind the Euler's uh, and what's that what's that number identity. roughly? Uh, square root of negative one.
0: Isn't that
1: or? I mean, it's in, it's undefined. You can't.
0: Oh, the, that's right. So I always think it was irrational, but still, like you know. E is is a bigish 2.7,
1: yeah. Negative and i pi is is you know is 3. a 3. smallish 4. 3.14. <laughs> uh, but i is all about rotation, right. and okay. um, essentially what we're doing is is instead of just considering a number line, we're considering a plane. That's what i means, and roughly this is about circles ultimately Mm -hmm. e to the i pi uh equals minus one is about how circles work but it's also about how i works and it's about how pi works and it's about how e works right okay so we'll get into that later but essentially I just wanted to go into a little bit about e and and what that is just sort of a reminder
0: well thank you i remember i know what e is now cool because i had long since i probably never appreciated e to this depth I mean, because I probably learned about E in, uh, what well, I have learned about E? It wouldn't have been the algebra, probably not trig. Maybe, was it, calculus would have been? I mean, it no, would have it it been, been,
1: I mean, it would have probably been trig or, or yeah, maybe geometry if you got into My it. My
0: trig teacher was the worst <laughs> guy ever.
1: There is really hard, <coughs> it's really hard to find a good math teacher.
0: My trigonometry, he just had anger issues. He would, like...
1: Most math out. teachers don't want to do math, so they...
0: There was one time he slammed the door so hard that, like, dust fell from the ceiling to because <sighs> he was mad at us for not, like, answering, asking questions or something like that. All right, so I got a couple topics sure. here. Um Where do I want to start? Hey, we got a bottle of utopias in the mail.
1: Yes, we did.
0: So we try to figure out how to work that into the show. I mean that's not a whale or we, anything. We've done it before. Yeah. Uh well, so. we did yeah, we we did it at the hospital testing oh, the breath of the child. Yes.
1: Is that the only time we did it? Yeah. Yeah. We can compare we still have some of that left.
0: We do. It's on very tight allocation. Yeah. This new one will be on much more lenient allocation. <laughs> I'll give you like a milliliter of the old stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, pardon me wants to say that until the kids are old enough to drink. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it. Um, you know, but that, that was, that was a special gift from Boston Mm -hmm. beer for, for my family. Uh, this new one is a craft beer one. So, you know, you're entitled to absolutely 50% of it or more, but, uh, um, yeah so it'd be interesting to try that on the show it's been a while since we had Utopias uh, we've never really reviewed it technically because...
1: yeah so but we have to figure out how do we do it without like
0: and it's also kind of something we want to share
1: it's something we we want to share but it's also maybe we can bring Nick down or something we can share it with one person
0: or we could come up with an interesting <sighs> way to share it with a few people
1: the reason I say bring Nick down is that Nick is always always up for a show mm-hmm. uh, so we could bring him down
0: right all right, so yeah, you got that. Um, so I, I um, registered a new domain name. I'm kind of kicking around some, oh, some yes, interesting this, ideas. This thing. This thing. So Greg, Greg hasn't been paying attention and he didn't know what the hell I was talking about yeah. at first. Um, surprisingly, shelfturds.com was available. And I'm like, what? Well, I got to register. Shocker. That. Yeah, I
1: was like, shocker. What the fuck are shelters? <laughs>
0: Shelfturds is the opposite of whales, bro. (laughs) These beers we drank tonight, pretty much whales, bro. Um, So I got ShelfTurds.com. And I kind of... You got it. I got it. But no, no, I kind of wanted... I'm toying with the idea of doing a different show. All right. I, I think a short format show. Something that's less than 20 minutes. 15 minutes might be interesting uh I, I i don't know i'm kind of like thinking of you're like you're
1: calling it you're gonna call it shelf turds yeah yeah
0: maybe celebrate uh normal regular beer instead of you know the whales bro
1: but gonna call it turds i'm
0: gonna take it back i'm gonna own it <laughs> so greg is not on this idea so maybe i'll do it without greg um
1: I I think that shelf standards might be a better term. You know, I don't think you need to use... Traitor slime? Yeah, I don't I don't think shelf turds... If, if, if you're talking about appreciating something, you don't it, it, call it, them turds. It's ironic.
0: It's because, you know, the traders call them turds. I mean, you haven't, you know,
1: no i don't I don't keep up with Trader yeah. slang, but I don't think most people do, yeah, so you're really going to lose a lot of people because maybe. the people who underst- who know that term are not going to listen to a show called Self Turds and the people who don't know that term are not going to listen to a show called Shelf turds, so who's your audience
0: <laughs> That's an interesting point, maybe it's just me. Uh- <laughs> Maybe I'll let the domain expire in here. year. I got a good logo. Do you see the logo? I put up a shelf I did not see the logo. Yeah, go to shelf com. You'll love it, I'm sure. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm owning it. I'm taking it back. Mm. Just like uh Jay and Silent Bob were taking back Porch This monkey.
1: logo is... Go to shelf to to take a look at it. Um... First of all, it's shelf turns in in sort of a typewriter font, yeah. In you know, uh, uh, but black with white uh, text, and then below that, it's a uh, a flat surface, uh, a three sort of surface yeah, th- uh, uh, with a a poo a poo emoji next to a beer, a bottle, yeah, uh, and under it, a craft beer radio production. <laughs> Click on it. Uh, uh. Uh, shelf turd. So you have then a dictionary <laughs> definition. Yes. Uh, shelf turds. Is that exactly? Is that the right? Uh... I looked up turd. Yes. And, and shelf. It? Yes. Yep, okay. Yep. Uh, so he has the the right pronunciation guide for shelf turds. Uh, noun, plural. There's a
0: schwa in there and everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, one definition. One beer. <laughs> in parentheses, <laughs> if you can call it that. Comma that nobody wants because they do not sell out immediately and may sit on the shelf for days. Two, not a whale, bro. You should yes. put a comma after whale. Okay, not a whale, bro. Uh, three coming twenty sixteen. So, working
0: on the hype. <laughs> Greg's not on board. This might be a Jeff Bear. Uh,
1: maybe you and uh, the guy from Pittsburgh Craft Beer Network. <laughs> no, part of
0: well, you know if, I, you want, if you want hype, he's good at he's I, a hype guy. You, you notice I haven't been tweeting this daily, so, <laughs> so you're thirty know
1: what, thirty days until shelf dot com. I don't know.
0: You you're you're you have some good points. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I actually like the idea of a show that, that, that or, or a, a brief thing that discusses standards, that discusses the beers that you will find on the shelf that, that, that people generally will pass by. I actually kind of like that idea. I don't like the name at all. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I'm not sure, like I'm carry on some ideas. Uh, I don't want it to be uh, a 10 minute review show. We already do the review show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to do it in less time. Um, it might be a news show it might be a column but then if I do a column then I actually have to
1: it would be a blog right i don't have to yeah. actually write something well, I think something. a column might work a column the irony would, would be present and, right. and you, there wouldn't be the whole thing of downloading a show and listening to it so you could just read a column and, and then that, that actually well, might gain traction well when
0: I say column I meant uh, a podcast Opinion piece type thing. Oh, Greg doesn't
1: like that. No, no, too much effort.
0: It's less effort for me than uh writing a good blog. Um, and then uh, for, I have a couple other things on the outline, I can't think of what they were, but I'm kind of kicking around the idea. It, it, maybe I'll never do shelf turds. Okay. Maybe you're right, maybe that maybe there's no audience, right? Because it's not well enough known. I think I need to uh, workshop it a little bit, focus group it, mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> we'll, we'll call up the nearest uh, Pittsburgh focus group focus grouping company we can see. <laughs> what do you guys think of com?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Greg is not a fan. No. Give me your support if you like the idea of mm-hmm. uh, a craft beer radio Please. Uh, spinoff Please show. Please do.
1: I would love to, to hear from
0: you. Of turds.
1: I'd love to see how much support you get from this. <laughs> I'm not gonna let
0: you get me down, man.
1: Oh no, I I I want everybody else to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> asshole. You're such an asshole. <sighs> I'm a realist.
0: <laughs> Alright, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, I've been looking at so the onion router Tor. Ah uh, yes. Never used it. Never used it until just the other day. And I only used it just to kind of see what was up. But the reason, the impetus that made me want to use it was, we talked about all this instant messaging stuff in the pre-show, and this isn't related. I don't think it's related. But the idea of PGP email is a pain in the ass. Yep. Right? It's really hard to use. And and you're not anonymous when you use PGP email. No. Nope. You know? Tor just put out a beta of Tor Messenger. And it's kind of a Tor-based IM thing. And you can hook it up to Facebook and Google Plus and whatnot. But that, that doesn't help with the anonymity at all. It At best, it...
1: Scrambles the message? Scram-
0: well, it <clears throat> scrambles where you're coming from. So it's not coming from your home router address. It's coming from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Right? Or Lithuania. It... Um, You're still logging in to Google, but lots of people log into Google, so I guess it kind of messes you up a little bit. But what seems interesting to me is, you know, with public Jabber servers, with XMPP, you can register an account. And if you register an account through, like, the Tor browser, it's not linked to your personal IP address. Your Jabber account name can be just a random string of 12 characters or something like that. And then when you use Tor Messenger, you're always connecting from someplace on the internet so now you could actually have like anonymous messaging so like you know the otr in im but to two anonymous jabber accounts created anonymously through Tor, and then always accessed anonymously through Tor seems interesting so that's that do you care i i academically is the main reason Okay. Heard about it. Wanted to see it. Installed the software. Looked at it. Do I have an anonymous Jabber account yet? No. The hard part then is, how do you distribute it? You know, like what? Well, like what do I use it for? I don't have anything to use it for. Yeah,
1: that, that, that's my point. Why would you use? Why do you need to use? This kind of ridiculous encryption stuff. What possible purpose? Would you have for this that's not criminal in nature?
0: I don't need it until Donald Trump gets elected president. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone's gonna need it. <laughs> do you have any more of this?
1: No. Um I gotta drive home. This is this might be your Eagle Scout thing coming through. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I It do. was
0: mostly academic, like I said. I, I heard about it, I wanted to see mm-hmm. what was behind it. And well, there was
1: recently a story about the the NSA uh, commissioning MIT to break Tor. No, it was CMU. CMU. Okay, close enough.
0: And it was the FBI. All right, whatever. So you got every organization I, yeah. wrong, but yeah, yeah. I
1: got the detail. I, I didn't get the details right, but I got the the, the general story correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Government agency, tech college, mm-hmm. breaking Tor. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you know, it was that- for Silk Road. Yeah, but if you know that uh, people can are capable of doing that, well, Tor has been fixed. Oh, it's been fixed. The to... the,
0: the the flaw that they that CMA used has been patched. It was patched as you know as soon as they found so out it. So you
1: think that was the only flaw I know about?
0: That's 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 software ban. That's that's software.
1: <laughs> uh, I I I really
0: do. I'm a paranoid IT administrator for a startup. I worry about. Zero days, all day, every day. So, um, so don't be all, you know, snarky or what's flip about you know. Oh, that's the only phone tort. No, software fucking sucks. I know that. Yeah. I worry about it all the time. Yeah.
1: So okay. don't be
0: flip about me about security and software vulnerabilities. All right. then,
1: then, then why would you, as someone who is knowledgeable about the state of security in the industry, why would you even? Be- why would you even care about some a piece of software that can do something when you know? by its nature it is uh, flawed and just and- because there
0: is a vulnerability does not mean that everyone is exploiting the vulnerability and because i don't live i'm not a dissident in a uh, authoritarian state you know i think tor tor messenger is useless is- to you for me yes like i said it was mostly academic i wanted to look at okay. it okay
1: Okay, okay, that's fine.
0: And it makes it easy for me to Yeah, okay, so what what can I use it for that's not a criminal? criminal? I don't know. You've talked to me OTR in the past. Why'd you turn on OTR?
1: Because you were using it.
0: No there's been time, you, there's been time more, No you, there's you been times easy. where you sent me an OTR message. And I'm like I'm on I'm on my phone send it again without OTR. You know? Oh, I
1: just, I just did that because uh, f- for the longest time you would always OTR me. And so I just figured that you, that's yeah. what you wanted. It was just the well, default. I, I, I don't give a shit. Okay. I, and because when I talked to you, you said, oh, the reason why we do OTR is because it, it keeps keeps changing the the signature. You, you know, you convinced me, that oh, so Jeff really wants OTR then. All right. No,
0: it wasn't so much it. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, I've stopped so doing OTR. Really I know. Shit. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't want to use OTR. It's a pain in the ass. And you can't keep logs and all that other shit. I like having logs. I like knowing what we talked about. Yeah, I know other people can read it, but I don't really care because there's nothing I'm doing that's. Uh, and, and there's nothing I'm doing that I think is ever going to be, uh, worth doing it. You know, worth the, the government caring about. And if I did, I probably would stop because I don't see a reason. Oh, sure to 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 get in to get that badly in the government's footsteps. I I I'm not a. You know, while I have my beliefs and and I have the things I care about, true, I'm not a martyr for a cause.
0: Now, if I was living in England right now, I'd be using OTR and TorChat and everything just on principle because they want to outlaw encryption.
1: (laughs) Um, Again, I'm not a martyr for a cause. I I don't feel like I need to do something that's illegal to... uh, Well, oh, okay, so I, I do take some illegal drugs, you know, and I'm, and I'm clear, I'm, I'm, but I'm open about that. Uh, and, you know, I'm open about that on a public show. Yeah, if, if If the cops want to come and arrest me, they might find some illegal drugs in my home. Marijuana. It might happen. I'm really not that worried about it because I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they care. If I said I was making it, I had heroin den, or or I was making meth, yeah, then I would try to keep that on the DL. But uh, that I'm not doing that, so I'm not worried. Right. It's uh, sort of like you know, the the thing with me, you know, I flew from Seattle with this uh, with pumpkin this, spice, the pumpkin spice. I mean, and it was a, it was just in my bag. I didn't, you know, I have it. I I didn't attach it to the uh, to the thing. I just have the. The filter here, but there it is. Just you know, pumpkin spice. Uh, was I worried that the that the cops were going to to bust down or, or grab me on the plane because I was taking this little thing of uh, of fluid back that had some marijuana? No. Number one, because the cops don't care about about little things like that. Number two, uh, I'm white. I'll, let's be legitimate here. The, <laughs> That that's definitely part of it. I have a privilege that other people don't. Uh might as well take advantage of it. Uh and uh number three, I just yeah, I don't I, I mean, really it it's not it's not heroin, it's not um PCP, it, it's it's marijuana. Marijuana's gonna be legal in ten to fifteen years. Everywhere. Sure.
0: I mean so I had different angles, right? I, I did it academically, right? I, I like knowing the state of the art of security. Mm-hmm. I've never used Tor. I, I can tell you very specifically how the Tor protocol works. I've listened to security podcasts about that, but I've never played with it. And for someone who is as security oriented as I am, I need to try things out. And Tor was something that was long overdue that mm-hmm. I never tried out. And I things, think I tried like, once. things like the Tor browser. And Tor Messenger. So I never did get Tor Messenger set up because I couldn't figure out like what was a good Jabber server to set up a thing on. Because there's actually some Jabber servers in onion hidden services. Which is you know, dot onion type things, which like are anonymous on the internet. Like Mm -hmm. you can't find like it's law enforcement, like is very, 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 very difficult. You have to find some other flaw, Mm -hmm. like some wedge somewhere else to figure out where this Onion hidden service is. It's crazy how it works because it's kind of like the Onion router but backwards where when you log into the Onion network, there's a DNS service and then it, it gets reverse encrypted through several Onion routers and you have a server who you never see the public IP from. And this is kind of like the dark web. Right. Right, This is the stuff where Silk Road was.
1: Let me pause and for a second here. I was thought, thought of another example. It's not drugs, but both of us do, and both of us are on record of doing it. And if the cops wanted to come after us, they could. Masturbating? That's not illegal.
0: Should be. Jesus we, cries every time you jerk off.
1: We download TV shows and movies. We've talked about it mm-hmm. consistently and let this out in uh-huh. the public. Uh, not
0: so bluntly, usually, but
1: <laughs> no, I th- very bluntly usually uh and and we're open about it because most people don't do it uh and because we are very we're among the very minor group of people who share in these things, and because we do pay for most stuff also, so it really doesn't we're not like th- thumbing our nose and and th- uh giving our fingers to everything. We're just saying, yeah. There are certain things. It's just easier this way for us. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what it comes down to. It's just easier. It's not. It's not because we want to do, It's not because we we desperately don't want to pay for things. It's just this is way easier. We don't have to deal with ads. We don't have to deal with all the nonsense that comes. Even with that if, easy. even
0: if the shows that came down still had the commercials in it, I'd still do it. Yeah. TiVo. Uh,
1: exactly, and and. E- even the stuff. Look, there's. I. I have a subscription to Netflix. I have a subscription. I've been paying for subscription for at least a year. I still download the stuff that's on Netflix that I want to watch. It's easier that way. Now there are sometimes I'll, I'll look at stuff on Netflix, but man, there are sometimes I just want to pull up something on my video or you know or keep it on on, on my. Computer I can definitely I'm...
0: imagine how it's easier to watch House yeah. of Cards from Usenet or BitTorrent mm-hmm. than it is to watch House of Cards through the Netflix UI.
1: Yeah. But I pay for Netflix partially because sometimes you know, I can go to a friend's house and, and watch something immediately. Sometimes uh, it, it, it's slightly easier to pull up. I, I, uh, but sometimes it's also, hey, look, I'm giving them money because they're, they're, they're providing a service and, and uh, I, I give money to Howl even though I, I don't use it because I'm providing. In some way, I'm giving some money to Earwolf. It's sort of like they're so doing I, something.
0: I, I just recently, um, Reply Now. Mm-hmm. The, the podcast, the game on podcast. The dude on it is, like, talking about how he, he, like, he outed himself on this, like, tens of thousands of listener podcast mm-hmm. about how he logs in to Netflix from his, like, ex-roommate's account from, like, 15 years ago. <laughs> and streams shit from his yeah. stolen account. And... um yeah, if he felt that that wasn't going to get him in any shit when he had, they have tens of thousands of listeners, which really surprised me that uh-huh. he went that far. That, you know, he's like, yeah, I remember my old roommate's Netflix password, and <laughs> and I use that to watch streaming shows. Like,
1: what the
0: fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm coy about talking about download... I acquire shows on the yeah, internet, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, so it, it's really not something that, that I feel is necessary in fortune we're fortunate enough to live in in a society where that thing where is it necessary to cover that up uh, not saying that other people don't I'm not saying i mean the tor but tor is is meant for those societies where you can't do the kind of things that we yes can do uh, tor is the usefulness of tor in our society is pretty much restricted to criminal activity but, but i mean like major criminal activity.
0: Right. So for me, I looked at Tor Messenger and and I again primarily academically. Secondary, this is something I want to use. And it would be this could be something I would want to use for personal messaging, but only if it was as convenient as the other yeah. methods. Because why not use Tor Messenger to do our goofy bullshit IMs back and forth if it was as easy to use as Google Talk.
1: Let me also clarify the, the criminal activity thing. If you were, like, say, a major corporation that wanted to keep your secrets, you'd come up with your own way of doing stuff that wouldn't involve TOR shit. Same way if you were the government that wouldn't keep secrets, you'd come up with your own way of keeping secrets and transferring stuff that wouldn't involve this this publicly accessible TOR shit. So that's why it's just criminal activity that's doing this and not...
0: It's, I, I, don't, I disagree because okay. TOR... We're talking about open standards in the pre-show. TOR was... From the beginning, and it was actually developed Well, that's a,
1: exactly why it can be broken by governments and, and, and things. And that's why you don't want something worth open standards if you're a major corporation that wants to keep secrets, or if you no, are the gov- are government. security by
0: obscurity secrets. is not better than security by thoughtful vetting. Are
1: you kidding me?
0: Yes, I'm kidding you, I guess, because it it is not better to have... What's,
1: what's the most secure method of, of transferring a, a piece of information? One type hat. Security by obscurity.
0: But it's also good cryptographic security. Whereas security by obscurity, if you roll your own because no one knows how you rolled it, is not good cryptographic security.
1: It's better than using something that could be broken easily.
0: Using something that has been vetted, that has been known to be state of the art in cryptogra- cryptography, is better than rolling using your
1: something own. that you know has been broken before and can be broken again.
0: Oh, no, you're wrong. You're wrong, just because your stupid triple des hash is reversed and no one knows that officially is not better than using state of the art a e s encryption
1: i I disagree
0: or implementing your own a e s encryption and and because you, you're you not, hasn't been vetted, you left a gaping back hole because you're using a standard prime number that, you know, like the Diffie Home and Key Exchange, where a lot of programs are using the same prime. So Snowden's uh, NSA is listening on VPNs, how like the high percentage of VPNs uh-huh. they cracked. It seems to be because Diffie hellman and Key Exchange, you can use a known good prime number. You can generate your mm-hmm. own prime number thing is, not all prime numbers are good to use in the diffie hellman Key Exchange. If you use a known good prime number, that's not, like, the, the sin. Um, it's still secure. But if you're a nation state, you can pre-compute, like, all the values mm-hmm. of a 1024-bit for, you know, this prime number. This 300-digit long prime number that everyone uses. It's still secure until you're the NSA, and you can pre-compute all the parameters of this 300 digit long number. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that Snowden, the NSA slide, they figured out was a flaw. Now you can use a different prime number. And if you're using a good one, you know, there's bad ones though. I I, I can't tell you the mathematics about why there's, yeah, a I don't understand one. the elliptic curve stuff. I can't tell you. Well, is that, this is an ECC, uh-huh. um, but there's bad, this is RSA still, um, e, or AES, I guess. Um, uh, mm-hmm. There's um bad prime numbers. I don't understand the math about the bad prime numbers. But if you find it a good prime number that is not the default, um the NSA can't get in because it would have to pre-compute, you know, a zillion. Uh, I'm not parameters. necessarily
1: saying that AES is bad, I'm saying that using some piece of software that, that you haven't completely uh that you aren't completely in control of is bad.
0: I think community vetting of encryption uh, implementation Far is more valuable than some guy trying to roll his own and no, I'm his saying, mistakes I'm not, are that's kept That's why I'm, I'm not saying some guy. His I'm saying are kept A
1: major corporation, or no,
0: that's the same as some guy.
1: Or no, an, it's a, hard um, to
0: do this right, and that's yeah, why you I know, want to use that, the library. Well,
1: well, talking about a major corporation. I'm talking about a you know a, a corporation that you know like a Google size corporation. They can okay. do this sort of thing.
0: Yes, but that, An Exxon. That, that's that that is like one in ten that that's ten out of all the companies on earth well, that can right do I'm it saying right. that those those are the places the top ten companies on earth can do it right and No one else can is what you're saying yes, right okay, all right, so if you're gilded to be the top ten company, sure, build your own encryption algorithm and implement it yourself. but if you're number eleven, you better use community vetting
1: uh or don't do criminal activity. <laughs>
0: No, we're just talking about keeping shit secure. Mm. Anyway, back to the Diffie-Hellman Key Exchange. There's an easier way to fix it. And that is you can use the well-known prime number that they use, change the the key bitrate to 2048. So now you have a 600-digit mm-hmm. prime number. And the even the NSA, because the bitrate is doubled, can't pre-compute it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's safe. So... Um, the thing that I found interesting, I actually read the article just this morning. I heard about it last week and I was sitting in the toilet this morning on my phone and I was looking at Ars Technica and I'm like, oh sweet, I've been wanting to know more about that. So I read the Ars article and they didn't get the detail about bad prime numbers. That part I would love to look into, but I don't think I would understand the math if I looked into it. And, um,
1: just give yourself time and and effort into it. You'll, you'll understand it eventually. Yeah, Maybe you will
0: got a lot of more things to understand but, but i'm saying like all these things
1: yeah. are not you know if you if you study it this is the these things are available. it's like but this this is
0: i mean this is phd mathematician type shit
1: no so the stuff i i i study is phd quantum mechanics stuff uh it's all the information is all available the information is all there you have to spend a lot of time to understand it uh, oh, yeah. And you're not necessarily, you know, getting to be quizzed on it, so you might get a little bit parts of it wrong and stuff when oh, you're describing sure, sure. it. But you can get a, you can get a, a good understanding of what's going no, on. I
0: mean, it was it was great to read up on it and it explains mm-hmm. a lot of the NSA. But yeah, they did a pre-computation attack. They uh, computed all the parameters for 10, 24-bit Diffie-Hellman key where this prime number is prime number A. Mm-hmm. And like so many people use prime number A and if it wasn't for the NSA having the resources they had, it would have been secure. Just double you—you you change it from five to fourteen in the print in the configuration file, you're good to go, and that's all you have to worry about. Um, yeah, so I, you know I keep up on all this security shit, and I just wanted to see Tor Messenger in person. I installed the Tor browser, and I was browsing the web through Lithuania yet yeah, last night.
1: How did it work? Because I've done Well, it. you don't want
0: to do it to download your porn because, yeah. I mean, you don't get great bandwidth from Lithuania. Yeah. That, that, but that, if that you're was... looking at, you know, um, dissident websites because you're living in a dissident, you know, authoritarian state, it's fine. It works great. I But I don't have that need. Like, to you know, I'm not arguing against your point. Like I said, it's not because I'm paranoid. It's because I was doing an academic mm-hmm. experiment. And, um uh, I just needed to do it because I have never done it,
1: and as I say, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> the um in a conspiracy theory thing, but you know e- flat earthers <laughs> flat earth no i was I was thinking about the you know I would prefer not to volunteer a ton of information for the day when the law enforcement decides they want to start you know scanning the internet for misdemeanors and start charging for misdemeanors that mm-hmm. would suck right
1: sure yeah absolutely
0: and that's that's definitely a paranoid statement very and if the uh the bar yeah,
1: like, like it's like you said about masturbation right yeah, when mm-hmm. they start criminalizing masturbation i'd be fucking worried but yeah i don't expect it to happen
0: there's there's things that aren't as um, goofy that are more plausible. I think. No, that that statement there sounds very paranoid. I'm Mary. not a paranoid person. Again, if the if the are you
1: building a crypto bunker? No.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, the point I wanted to make just now to you was if it was as accessible as doing it the insecure way. Why not do it the secure way?
1: But it's not.
0: But I didn't know that until I installed Tor Messenger.
1: Okay, sure. I think I tried it once because I wanted to see if I could access a, a video that was uh, restricted in terms mm-hmm. of location. Right. Uh, you
0: can't pick your endpoint with Tor. Yeah, yet.
1: it was a pain in the butt.
0: Yeah, well, you might be able to pick your endpoint with Tor, but it's not made to be that It was much
1: much easier just to pick a proxy server and use that. Yeah,
0: I mean, a VPN or a proxy server. No, Tor is built for those dissidents in authoritarian states. It's what it's built for. The Navy made it. Yep. Right? And now the NSA or the FBI is using colleges or universities to
1: crack it. You know, is universities like, are cheap.
0: Hey, hey, well, sure, but... Hey, compared,
1: compared to what they'd have to pay Hey, the hey Pandora,
0: have you, have you looked at your box lately? You know, that kind of thing.
1: Compared to what and they're would have to pay the private sector or, you know, a bunch of you well, know, sure. consultants but, to do you it. Know, computers are super cheap. Yeah,
0: but no, the Navy made it an open standard, mm-hmm. you know, for spreading it to the world. And, and now the FBI
1: is like, oh, fuck, we're getting fucked by this. <laughs> Because it seems to be in the U.S. only, the the FBI's purview is in the U.S. only, right? Uh, And so they're, yeah, they're like the only people who are using this in the U.S. Is the bad guys are pretty much criminals or people who who are fucking paranoid, and we really don't care about the fucking paranoid people too much, although we keep them on a watch list because they can always go Timothy McVeigh.
0: Right. Actually, you know what? I just remembered something. So I think what CMDU did for the FBI was they found some sideband attacks. People who were using Tor with Firefox and not Tor browser or something like that, there was some leakage, mm-hmm. like from extensions or something that wasn't being Torred, and they were able to trace through that. If I remember, that's kind of what CMU found. And the FBI used to find get one of those Silk Road guys. Cool. But then Tor fixed it. Maybe that that's why the Tor browser might have been more prominent, right? Mm. Because the Tor browser is almost like a virtual machine you download. It's a Firefox browser, has no script installed. It has HTTPS Everywhere installed and tour routing mm-hmm. and you just click on the little onion icon and it shows you the the three hops you go through and you hey look i'm in lithuania you know and it's really self contained for web browsing mm-hmm. now if you need your other things to go through Tor, you know if you need your little hacker shell script to go through Tor, then you need to install the whole tour routing suite but right, yeah. it's interesting
1: it, it definitely is interesting it absolutely is interesting. I'm not I'm not at all...
0: Uh, for listeners who've been listening to me talk about Tor for, what, 40 minutes now, Tor, uh, Tor stands mean, just, just, for Tor now, but it used to stand for the Onion Router. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to talk really quickly about it, because okay. some people might be interested. So the way Tor works, by default, you hop through three nodes. So there's people all over the internet with Tor turned on. And you turn Tor on. And you want to go to a web page or you want to send a message or something. The you connect to a Tor node and you get their public key. And I'm a little too drunk to figure out exactly how this works right now. Is or, it sort of like BitTorrent? Well sense it's not it's not like BitTorrent. So what the way it works is there's shells and that's why it's called the onion. Like think of an onion how it has different layers, right? right? Your payload gets encrypted by the first layer for the second layer. And then the, it's encrypted for the second layer, for the third layer. And then as it goes through the chain, it gets unpacked. So it's the, the person. Oh, that's what it is. Um, here, let me start over. You, it, you, you ask for your path out to the internet, right? And you get these three nodes and you get the public key for the last node and you encrypt your payload with that public key for the last node. Then you get the public key for the second to last node. And you encrypt that encrypted payload with that second one. So there's an onion, right? So now when you send your information to the next guy, he can't see what your information was because it's encrypted to the last node. And then, so it gets encrypted for like three nodes. So you get re encrypted three times. So you have this onion with three layers. So you,
1: you go sort of down three layers and back up three layers. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So
0: you send this ball of three layers of encryption to the first node. Mm-hmm he is able to decrypt the most outside layer of the onion. So he peels off the skin of the onion. And now it's a two-layer onion. They sends it on to the next node. He peels off the next skin. But now it's a one-layer onion. It's still random. shit still encrypted. It's still, encrypted, but still it's, random. It. It. And then it goes to the last node, who sends your information out on the, to the internet. Right. And it gets decrypted again. And now it's plain text, or hopefully it's HTTPS, right? Because of HTTPS, mm-hmm. still encrypted to the server. And he can't see what it is. But also, back through the chain, he can't see where this came from. He just knows this came out of the Onion Network. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know it's Greg Weiss or Jeff Bear. So that's kind of how the Onion Network works. It does this, and three is the default number. You can tweak it. You can make it five. You can make it 15. You can bounce it. At a certain
1: point, it seems like the encryption would be, the the difference in encryption.
0: The the size of the network, like mathematically, the size of the network and the parameters and the multiplication and the number of nodes, it probably is self-defeating at a certain point.
1: Well, at a certain point, you can't encrypt something further. It's like a zip file. You can't zip well, something no,
0: it's, No, no. It's not a zip, zip file. It's not, a, yeah, it's not
1: compression. It's, it's different. I'm sorry. I, right. I was thinking No, you wrong.
0: can always yeah. encrypt. So yeah. you you take your... Here's a message. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking right. this wrong. I, was I, I want to talk this question.
0: through for listeners who might be curious, right? I'm sending you a message. Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. And I encrypt it with the public key of the guy who's going to send it to you. And now it's. And I take. And I encrypt it with the next guy's public key. And now it's. Blah, 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 blah. And now I take.
1: Blah, 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 blah.
0: And encrypt it with the other guy's key. And now it's. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Right? And now I send. Whoop, 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 whoop out there. And the first guy gets it. He strips off his shell. So now it's. Blah,
1: blah, blah, blah.
0: And now it's. And now it's. Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know, and when it goes out to you, it's. Hey, what's up? That's kind of, you can do that thousands of times, but I think there's uh, a fractal, mathematic, something or another, where there's defeating returns after doing more than probably, a re- yeah, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing. Right. You know, it's probably a relatively low number. It's sort of like,
1: I, I guess, th- th- another example would be shuffling cards, right? After 11 times, mm-hmm. you'd lose any it's advantage. It's exactly like, doing I mean,
0: yeah. I'm not the math- math- t- mathematician, but I presume it's exactly like seven degrees of separation or 11 shuffles on a card deck where it's just wasting energy at that point.
1: Makes sense to me.
0: So now everyone knows how the Onion Router works. I think I got it right.
1: Everyone knows how E works. It's great. Yes. If they're still listening. Well, I mean, the beauty was we both challenged each other on these things and so then we got to the explanations. From that, yay! Yay! Yay Science, sort of.
0: Math. It's
1: more math. It's more math. Yeah. Yay math. Yay math.
0: Yay numbers.
1: Common core.
0: (laughs) Had a you know it was just Veterans Day, and kids were off from Veterans Day, and the parent parent teacher uh, conferences and uh, walk in sit down and we sit down this tiny this second grade right so we sit down this tiny little table and uh-huh. tiny little oh, chairs
1: oh <laughs> but it's te- like the desk coming out yeah, yeah oh
0: it's this little table in the back of yeah. the room but tiny little chairs teacher's been sitting there all day I'm like this gotta suck for you sitting in a tiny chair all day and she's like oh I love Ally she's so great you know like you know part of me is like, like I know my my daughter likes chatting with adults uh huh you know, and I can imagine that she's always talking to her teacher, like all the time. So part of it's that. But then part of it was like, you say this to everybody, right? <laughs> you say this to absolutely yes, everybody. Yes, she does. <laughs> I assume it's a she? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of sure. course, she's a second grade teacher. Yeah. There's no male second grade teachers.
1: They exist, but they're pretty rare.
0: Yes. And, um, yeah I don't know that's it it was just, it was just a, a funny experience I'm like okay I almost want to say cut the shit <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that I know I almost want to say and then Heather's like oh it feels really good like to hear that like you know that I'm raising a great child I'm like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that's why she's saying this to you <laughs> she's not saying it to you because yeah she yeah it The only but the only person that that teacher is complaining about is is whatever kid is is just the most disruptive thing in class and won't shut. Mm -hmm. up. Everything else is just yeah, they're great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, Again, I pass this whole thing through my skeptical filter, right? And you know, she's like, she's right where she needs to be on all these levels. She's better in math. Mm -hmm. She really enjoys. She really I mean, the great thing, actually, the best thing hearing is, oh, Allie loves science. And this was unprompted. I didn't tell this teacher ever that, you know, I'm an engineering background guy. You know, I think that the only way my daughter is going to have a successful career is in engineering and that kind of thing. And, you know, and she tells me that, you know, she gives me the independent feedback that, you know, Ellie excels in the science and and she does good in math. And, uh, I mean, other than that... And other than her being uh, very considerate and also talking to the teacher a lot, you know the rest I just took with a grain of salt
1: the thing I wanted to point out was you know we've talked about this before how um y- your kids are most like you know you're you know you think your kids are smart but they're most likely average right but the thing about average is most people don't have a good understanding of average. what that actually means is this. Mm-hmm. Which is they're most likely in the center of a standard deviation curve. Which means that they're most likely where everybody else is. Not they're most likely halfway between everybody else. Okay. But that they're right. roughly within... They are everyone else. They are everyone else. They're roughly within like no. this. And they're probably not in here. And they're really probably not you know on, on yeah. the edge. So, so I, I hear mean,
0: what you're saying. And I used to feel that way. Yeah. Now, maybe I'm getting brainwashed a little bit. Maybe not all parents are average. No.
1: Right? no. And, and and not all kids are average. Well, I'm not necessarily right. saying but that. But what your I'm saying,
0: but what I'm saying is you you know, I feel that I'm a we're a really good family and really good parent and I feel that you know, what I might feel as average is when you look at the whole scale of things is above average. I don't think my daughter's a genius. I don't think she's yeah. a soccer star. You don't
1: think she's four or five standard deviations no. away from the rest. No. I don't of the- think she's yeah. a soccer star.
0: Yeah. But I do know she has her strengths in math. Mm-hmm. She has one in science, which I think is... We talked about this. This yeah. is super important because look at where well, careers I mean, are growing. If you're not making stuff, you are waiting tables. I mean...
1: <laughs> I think that me and my sister, I think you... I think most people we work with, I think, you know, uh, Damien, for example, are a little bit more than one standard deviation probably away from the norm. Well, I mean... The norm. Think
0: of all the downside that's, you know, I mean, the total population, right? If you look at the average of the total population, it is not white suburbia. Right. And that's the thing. I grew up in white suburbia. So my- We had a
1: lot of privilege growing up.
0: Well, my average, what I consider an average behavior, average student, average achievement- is a the, lot more compared than, to the national average. a lot average. more than
1: the national average, yeah. Yeah, because we we grew up with with a lot of money compared to to, to a lot of other people who grew up with a lot of a uh, lot less stress compared to other people. Uh you know, a lot less social uh mm-hmm. problems in in our community compared to other people. Uh so yeah, I mean, it, it, the reason it it's more likely the reason that we are I think on, on the standard deviation, just just about one. You know, not exactly like eight. So we're not, we're not in a genius area. We're mm-hmm. just maybe one. But the mo, but the most likely reason is not because we're special, but because we grew up in a, in in a more privileged area. Just just like I think that you would find that most people in the United States probably are more than are at a standard deviation above most other people, like in the third world or something. Simply because mm-hmm. there's more education, there's more of a societal stuff the stuff around them and it's not because people in third worlds are 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 less capable people it's simply because they did not have the Mm -hmm. uh the privilege that people in the united states did even poor people
0: last week or so again back into this whole engineering thing last week or so you know ali's in second grade now she can read or figure out a lot of words we got her i got her back into scratch programming scratch is the program from uh mit it's uh are you familiar with it, at all? No. Search for pull it up real quick. Uh, search for Scratch. And, and uh so it's it's basic programming for kids and, and or just learning to program. And it works in a block method where you can kind of drag the procedures in and make okay. a script. Okay. And so do try do try scratch right here. It's all web based now. You don't even have to download the program. This is great. Okay, so the way this works is Close, the, close the, the, t- the tutorial over there, right there. Okay. So, we have... the You got the cat on the stage. And uh, <coughs> click on the cat. Okay. So, now you have his script. is that blank spot on the right there. Right. And in the middle, you have all the things you can do. Click on events. And then do the... When the flag is pressed. And drag that over to the stage on the... Okay. okay. So, now go back to look. And find hide... And drag it there. Yep. And now go to. Um, I want to find like a wait or something?
1: I think it's under uh, events, probably. We wait. I don't think it's under
0: events. Control, maybe, or it's it's orange yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's wait two seconds or whatever, whatever the top one is, and then go back to looks and do show. But a separate or part no, of keep this? it keep it there. I mean, we're just doing very basic. Turn right. them off. Turn them on. Go back to looks and pick show.
1: Okay, so when I click the flag, it should hide, wait a second, and then show. Yeah,
0: so go ahead and click the green flag up there. Right, and you're just starting to. And there's loops if you go into control. There's fours and and whatnot. So you're basically
1: and, getting an understanding of of algorithmic yeah. processes. Yep. Yeah.
0: And now that Allie can read these control things, she's a lot more into this. And the only thing is, she keeps wanting to make the same game over and uh, over again. Like last year, before she could read, I like made a game for her where. Um, there was a hidden key, and you had to click around to find the key, and it would come up. And like all day yesterday, she wanted to like make the thing we're working on work like the game that we did before, <laughs> which was interesting. Well, but.
1: that's great. Let her let her do that, mm-hmm. and then eventually she can get bored with that. She's gonna want to do something else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she's so hopefully it, it sticks, and she has fun, and she starts making. Uh,
1: I mean, it's, it's not necessarily that she wants to do programming. It's just she understands, understands it. programming, yes. Yeah. yeah. She understands how it works. I mean, she could go on to, to you know, be an actress, right? But as long as she gets how this works, mm-hmm. she gets how logical processes work. That's what she needs. That's what kids mm-hmm. need. They need to understand how to think, how to understand the world around them. Yep. That's what they So need. anyone
0: listening who's looking for this, if you search for Scratch, you'll find mm-hmm. it's an MIT project. It's probably the best place to start kids programming. And they need to be probably in second grade, a decent reader, you know, midway through second grade before they'll actually be able to. You can work with them and mm-hmm. do the work for them if they're younger and have if they're really inventive, invent a game. But you're going to be doing most of the work. But second, third grade, I think, is
1: where it really. I wonder when up. she's going to be interested in Kerbal. Kerbal, Kerbal Space Program. You don't know Kerbal Space Program, so that's a. um, It's actually, it's it's sort of a kitty like it has a kitty sort of look to it, but it gets to be very very complicated and dynamic where you can build. Rockets, and you can build stuff, and you can then pilot them, and you get an understanding of how orbital dynamics works, how okay. uh, That's- ha- how had a lot, you know, how the rocket equation works, how all this okay. very you know crazy mm-hmm. stuff works, right. and you you know you get the, through this very cartoony sort of interface, mm-hmm. but ultimately you can build ridiculously powerful things, and you can get an understanding of exactly how to build like.
0: That's that's interesting. I mean, the thing is to make it fun, to gamify it, yeah, right? Yeah. And Heather, I haven't done any research on this yet. Heather showed me this thing right before, right, before when the kids were getting ready for bed today. It was on her news thing, but it was something like how Minecraft teaches kids molecular, molecular chemistry or something like that.
1: I can see that, sure. There's no reason. To, I mean, games are, are great a great way to have people learn something because they're they're so into mm-hmm. the game they're not they're letting the the learning just sort of be absorbed
0: as <laughs> then, long as you can do that well right yeah. because you've you've seen way too many shitty educational games
1: absolutely yeah the, well the point is is to hide it well the point is to is to have it not be anywhere on the surface mm-hmm. that, you're, that you're learning something uh, that, you know it's it's very much um, you make it a trial and error thing and uh, and and they'll they'll learn it themselves, but you don't you don't throw equations at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you let them explore, and you let them them fail on their own, and then figure out their way around it, and then they'll understand.
0: There was one other thing that Heather that we found on YouTube. Um, what was it called? It was called Crash Course. Oh, yeah, here. Uh, Crash Course Kids. Now, this is not for you, but for listeners at home. Uh, we found a, this great, a pretty good series on YouTube called Crash Course Kids. And um, it's a, they're really short. They really cram a lot of information. But Allie actually started watching these, like, after I found them, watching them on her own. And it's it's a female Asian host. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I should probably shouldn't say agent host, but it's a female host talking about science aspects, and Allie related to this, and they talk about, there's a whole series of them talking about the sun, talking about water, and there's, actually, here, let me pull this up. I think this is really good. I think people should check it out, but let me find the, where's their playlist at? Um, Crash Course Kids. They have a couple kind of different um, uh, courses. They have earth sciences, um, talk about natural resources and earth spheres, the spheres of you know biospheres, things like that. They have uh, physical science, introduction to gravity, introduction to space science, introduction to stars, engineering, the engineering process, and that was just talking about like. Almost like the scientific process, but the engineering process and whatnot. Life sciences, ecosystems and a flow of energy. Space science, the sun and its influence on Earth. And physical science, properties of matter. And that's the one that... Because Allie's been doing properties of matter in school. So we started watching these. And then, like, she's she's been picking these on her own to watch as well. Um, I'll let Greg... There are only a few minutes. I'll let you check one moment to okay. get off the air. But. Let, me,
1: let me also tell you then, because I, I just sent you the, the link but, or, or, or a name of it, but I, I do want to say uh, the best science I've ever felt, like the, the best sort of popular the thing that crosses between popular science and, and getting a better understanding, you because know, some of the some of the pop-sci stuff is is like they, they briefly cover it, but you're like, oh, I know this already, or then, mm-hmm. you know, get one to hear more. Uh, PBS Space Time. Okay. It's about 10 minutes to 15 minutes long, uh, and they just jump through a subject. And they will get into detail about the specifics of the science, and they'll go. But they're not going to barrel you with equations, but they're not going to treat you like a kid either. Right, right. So that's kind of, the, I think, the best of, of the sort of popular side things i found uh, found for people like you and me mm-hmm. is... Uh, is that now it's mostly stuff that that we know but then there's always going to be sort of like oh yeah that's a good way of putting it or i never thought of it that way or that's that's something new so yeah so i think that you should take a look at that i will will. it's really it's really good
0: and then uh you know one last recommendation i have to recommend for anyone with kids and media and science is on pbs the wild show
1: Okay. Have you yeah. have you seen this at all? It I've heard that, of it. I know that uh, Jesse Likes the Wildcraft. It's
0: really good. Um so it is an adventure team with two naturalists and their science crew to back them up. Uh the kind of the the gimmick of the show is that Aviva, uh, a female inventor, she makes creature power suits. So the Wildcraft brothers they inherit the traits of the creature they're studying right Mm -hmm. so if it's the basilisk lizard it can run on water right so they have the traits the legs the the toes everything that is required to run on water or if they're doing um uh the mexican jumping bean, which they actually did in one right they talk about that and 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 it's or no, it was the Gila monster, right? They got the, mm-hmm. the beans were a kind of side story of that one, but the, it was the Gila monster, and uh, you know all the traits and whatnot. And so you really get the by kids, Max. So okay, so we were playing Small World, Underworld, and they have lizard, the lizard people, and they can cross the river without having to waste a person, right? And I'm like, oh, it's like that lizard can run on water. What's the name? And, and Max is like, oh, it's the Basilisk. so you know my five-year-old son remembered the name of the lizard that can run on water when i couldn't you know um
1: the basilisk was a was a fictional creature
0: no basilisk is it's the lizard that can run across the water
1: i thought it was the jesus lizard
0: seriously i think it has a real name called the basilisk (laughs) <laughs> you think that Basilisk is fictional and Jesus Lizard is the real name?
1: Well, I know that. Okay, it is a ba- Okay, I've I, I was... Basiliskus. I know that Basiliskus because I've seen them in, in fantasy games where you fight mm. like lizards, mm-hmm. and they are say Basiliskus. So I'm like. Because because you, right. you see you know. see that but
0: but if you look at Small World Underworld show on your way out it's it it actually looks like the lizard from Kratts you know and it's a great show Jesse you, next time you're with Jesse sit down and watch it right, well. you enjoy it it's a fun show really good
1: yeah see, it is it is a yeah. common name for it yeah.
0: but. Um, Lots of like my, my kids know cool. so yeah, much I, I more will, about naturalism and and animals than I ever did at eight years well, old.
1: That's awesome.
0: And It's a great show.
1: This is uh sort of the subjects they have in PBS Space you know they, my
0: kids complain. My kids complain that there's not enough. They keep you know it's yeah. hard to make these good yeah. educational yeah, shows, it really is. and they can't put them out all the time. My kids have seen them all like 10 times, yeah. 15 times. Like, oh, I wish there was new Wildcrats. And they're teasing a new holiday special that's coming out. And they can't wait to watch the holiday special <laughs> of the Wildcrats.
1: Yeah, kids can watch things over and over again, too. And they like, can,
0: not but the, they, the they, they know it. Yeah. They know, like, yeah. they don't just know the story, the plot. They know the details mm-hmm. of the animals.
1: Uh, yeah, these these have no plots. <laughs> these right, are just right, you right. Know, straight information. Like th- th- they do some interesting stuff. Like this is a challenge uh, to people uh, about an mm-hmm. asteroid, and they they give the the dynamics and they say, okay, can you come up with an answer? To this basically saying here you, you you have to do this. Here's you have it has to be Newtonian equation to figure this out. <laughs> they're not expecting everybody to do mm-hmm. it, but they're saying, but they will say, you know, give an answer. But that that's the kind of level that they're talking about here. They're not they're not saying um you know what would you do they're saying here's here's you know can you give us the math for this but they're mm-hmm. also, but they're not ever doing in this stuff what is the math exactly but they are giving you the mm-hmm. concepts so uh,
0: to tie this in i just came across a new platform for online tv that's pretty cool pluto.tv have you heard of this
1: yes okay cuz i think they were doing msc 3 k uh, turkey yeah. day
0: but they also take a lot of science and what this is, is they do have licensed stuff and things like that. But what seems neat to me is like when you're doing YouTube, it, it's hard to like find a channel. I'm like, watch, it. I mean, you can do it with like the Veritasium mm-hmm. channel and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it's hard to like find a channel. And what Pluto TV does is, um, kind of like your cable company's cable guide, but kind of organized in the channels right, yeah. with online streaming things. So it, I, I just learned about it yesterday and it looks pretty cool because like the times I'm working on the computer and then I kind of just want to have interesting stuff on the TV in front of me, I can turn on Pluto TV and Chromecast it to the TV and just have it play a certain science channel or something like that. Like the PBS stuff you were talking about, just mm-hmm. have that like have that lined up to play in the background and not, but not actually have to like, it and cue it and stuff like that you
1: can't watch this without paying attention
0: okay well bad example but yeah. there's other things where like a lot of veritasium right you know have it play when something catches your attention you yeah. rewind and watch it again but you know it's not 100 percent hit rate right you know it's like okay i'm gonna work on this vpn that i am thinking i'm doing and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna have this play and we'll see what catches my attention
1: yeah for me that's fish center
0: okay <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's about it. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Hour and a half. Holy fuck. Yeah, I know. it